police in the morning. Welcome, B-Movie fans, to this week's episode of B-Movie Chats. This week, we'll be discussing zombies. Zombies have been a prominent part of our culture since George Romero's Night of the Living Dead in 1968. Since then, zombies have invaded every media platform in existence. The question is, why are zombies so appealing to people? What is it about the living dead that make so many people imitate the genre? Joining us for this week's chat is the creator of the comic book web series and soon-to-be feature film, Zombie with a Shotgun, Hilton Ruiz Hilton. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. What's up? Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, glad to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for joining. Yes, definitely. So, first off, you, you, you seem to be the zombie expert here. Could you explain what exactly is a zombie? A uh, zombie is a, the living dead. Uh, somebody that's uh, be able to um, come back from life and be able to, you know, uh, come back with uh, where basically it doesn't have uh, the mind of a human, but is able to move through an infection that controls it to be able to, uh, in order for it to be continuing to live, uh, needs to feed off of human flesh. Um, and that's where uh, zombie with a shotgun, of course, uh, what I've done is a little bit uh, different. So, so a zombie has died and then has come back, but it's not a different being. It's not inhabited by something else. It's, it's just the reanimated corpse. Yes, so, exactly. So just, just right off the bat, before we get into our discussion, there's a couple movies I want to I chop right now that we will not be discussing in this episode, um, and that is... Anything to do with the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, because contrary to popular belief, it is not a zombie movie. Uh, you know, they're possessed by demons. Especially because they are possessed by Kandarian demons. And um, the 28 series, 28 Days and 28... Um, 28 Days Later. 28 Days later, later and 28 Weeks Later, that was the other yeah. one. Um, where they do not die. Um, they just, you know, are very angry with the, the rage virus. So uh, Yeah, it's basically just... Um, rabies for humans so it doesn't quite count it's just rabid people so zombies are basically <laughs> like it's dead people risen up from the grave so. so those those will be saved for a later chat when we talk about mislabeled movies but anyway um zombie movies have, co- have come a long way since you know 1968 um and i mean they were in film before that but never as popular but um I forget where i was going here yeah, basically zombies have I think there's I think one of the reasons why zombies are so popular is because it's the idea of seeing dead people come back to life just completely contradicts everything we believe in and plus what's more harmless than a dead body minus, you know, um viruses and things like that. Like it's completely unnatural for it to come back. Plus no matter what it is with um, a zombie, like if it's a virus or something, or if it's magic or anything like that, it's something's not right because by all biology and logic, it shouldn't happen. So it just leaves some kind of a mystery, I think. And it's one underlying thing behind it. It's like, why is this thing that's physically impossible happening? I agree. So what? Uh- Hello. What is what are some of your favorite zombie zombie movies or uh, zombies in media? Right, uh, right now or just in general? Uh, just in general, some all time favorites. I know uh, all time favorite zombies. Um, of course, you know everyone likes Night of the Living Dead. I always was a big fan of the Return of the Living Dead. It was a really uh, you know cool uh, um, zombie film. Yeah, um, the Unkillables and the and the Tar Man. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, you know what else was what else was really good zombie film, but it just uh, didn't have too many zombies in the film. But it was basically about zombies, and uh, oh my god, what's the name of the film? That was um, oh my god, forget his name. The guy who who directed Descent, and then he directed another film afterwards. Was a film about. Scotland that was infected and they had to build a a barrier around Scotland to uh, not bring the zombies in. Well, oh my God, what's the name of that movie? It was such a good movie. Um, 
I guess it's not uh, ringing a bell to you guys, huh? Survival of the Dead, I think, takes place in Scotland, but that's uh, that's George Romero. That's not the guy that made Descent. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's not. A, yeah, if you tell me the title right, right, right away, we'll know the title of that film. That was a really good film. Um, I mean, I was a big fan of Twenty Eight Days. I know you guys don't really consider it as a zombie film, but it definitely had the elements of a zombie uh, zombie project or zombie film, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, uh, World War Z was pretty cool also. I mean, I thought it was really cool because the fact that, you know, that was probably the very first time that you actually brought zombie films into, like, an A-list, um, you know, commercial, uh, Brat Pitt. I mean, you, I mean, no one's ever had an A-list actor do a zombie film, and I thought that was incredible. When I've heard it was coming out the first time, I was like, yes, this is how big zombie films got. They gotten so big... Brat Pitt had agreed and signed on to do World War Z. Uh, he had to do in a sequel. I'm not sure if it's still on, on you know, schedule to, to come out or they're still doing it. But I thought it was just, uh, that was to me the biggest point of zombies. Like, you know, we finally reach the top is level. And even though a lot of people didn't, you know, really didn't care about it too much, I had enjoyed that film. See, um, actually, and of course, you know, The Walking Dead is something that I've, I always enjoyed. Um, you know, I mean, everybody who's a big zombie fan is going to love The Walking Dead as well. I, I actually really like World War Z up until the, the end of the movie. I thought it was great, but I think it, it suffers from something that, that I like to call titleitis, where because it was so radically different from the book, people went into it because it, it said, based off of the Max Brook, you know, book, People went into it thinking it was going to be, you know, somehow related to the book, and it absolutely, positively was not. Other than there were zombies all around the world, and that he was traveling around like and things like that, and seeing it from different points of view, which I think was them trying to say it was World War Z, like just like the book that was to tie in. But in the book, it was done very differently because he was a, a journalist, journalist. Um, interviewing people. So, yeah, I see what they were trying to do and why they called yeah. it World War Z, but. I think that, um, yeah, it's like the two are just very different. So taking them as yeah. different, like kind of entities, it's not so yeah. bad. And then it just kind you, of felt like you know, was, you kind of you kind of remind me also. Remember, uh, Serpent Rainbow, uh, what the title? Oh yeah, was the that? Voodoo the Zombie with um, yeah. Was it Jeff? Jeff yeah, Daniels? Yeah, that, that also wasn't. You know that that should have been more promoted as a zombie film. You know, uh, which um, to me, my opinion, I thought that should have been more promoted as a zombie film because basically on. On the gentleman who wrote that book, you know, that was the, the the book was based on the journey that he took to Haiti, you know, and to find the walk, you know, the living dead and everything like that. And I, I think that um, the element of them not putting it more as promoting it more, I, you know, we got to also talk about how it came out in the 80s. People were really into zombie films, so I could understand why they didn't promote it as a zombie film. But I think if they did, it could have been a classic, you know, film. You know, basically put more elements of the zombie search, you know, and that was basically the uh, idea or the main focus. Uh, what's his name? I think it was Mr. Davis who wrote that uh, book back in, um, wow, we're going back like, I don't know, probably 40s, 50s when he, he wrote that book. Um, and that would be a great remake. Uh, that would be actually a really good remake to go back to the original book and take the real studies from again, I'm not sure if it's Mr. Davis's name, but and to create uh, that remake. Well, and that brings up a great point because you know there there are more than just one type of zombie. Um, you know that's that's the classic voodoo zombie that you know through a voodoo ritual or through using the uh, the the whatever fish powder that was. You know you could put mm-hmm. someone into that near death state, into that coma, um, that would bring them back. That they would come back kind of an entranced. Um, you know, soulless, quote-unquote, if you would, um, and they would be given commands by their master um, to work as a zombie for them. Yeah, that, that, that would be really cool if they can go back to that. Yeah, I think Or just, you know, reconsider making a remake of that film, but more focused on that. Definitely. I think zombies, like, kind of, at least in film-wise, they kind of started out as kind of a uh, voodoo kind of thing. Because I know zombie, the word actually has um, origin in um, African folklore. And I think that it was originally supposed to be a witchcraft kind of voodoo thing. But nowadays, since we're more 
so, uh, society is a lot more scientific, so I think people try to lean more toward the virus thing, even though ultimately the virus explanation makes just as much sense as the voodoo stuff when you really yeah, consider yeah. it. Well, and that's what, um, it, like, the the original zombie movie, as many people say, is a white zombie, which starred Bela Lugosi, and um, it was a voodoo zombie movie, um, and how they defeated the zombies in that was by throwing holy salt on the zombies. So it was a, you know, purely magical, religious kind of fight, and um, that's, it's it's come a long way to, like you said, the, the biological, um, from... You know, there's not many mystical um, zombies out there anymore. Uh, most of what we see is the biological, the virological, the vir- di- vi- virus type yeah. <laughs> zombies. And um, just they, they really have come and there was a huge uh, boom in the zombie uh, popularity contest back in the, uh, the early to mid 2000s. Because really, like, before that, you know, zombies were, like, super ultra, like, low-budget gold. Like, that's, like, if you wanted to make a low-budget movie, like, zombies were kind of, like, the go-to standard. And now it seems like, you know, more and more they are, like, a higher a higher class. Everybody's expecting, like, big, um, like, effects with, like, big kill scenes and really realistic-looking um kind of makeup and just props <clears throat> that is so true because <clears throat> before then studios wouldn't even come close to doing a zombie film if you presented a zombie script or you know even pitched a zombie the studios were like no way we're not doing a zombie film you know they'll stay away from this you know like you said they, they take that more you know keep it to the lower tier of filmmaking um and yeah we, we there was a time that you haven't seen yet uh, there was decades uh, i don't even remember you know, in the 90s, I don't recall even seeing, you know, there were zombie films, but they weren't like, uh, you know, how many really were out there that, you know, zombie fans were able to see and, and be able to talk about now, you know, I'm yeah. pretty sure we think about it more, we'll see, but the 90s was kind of like, I don't remember any like sort of like popular zombie films that came out, if As- I'm, am I wrong? Aside uh, from the, guys- uh, the remake of Night of the Living Dead, which came out in... 1990 um there to my knowledge were not any like big budget or really big release zombie films in the 90s no no yeah it was it was it was the craze of um even even if we if we could even take a little step further right a step uh we can even say that in the 90s nobody really was touching horror films you know uh you have what 90 91 92 93 that's when you had the brothers mcmullen uh, you have Vincent Gallo did Buffalo 66, and then when you have Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino, that was that genre of, like, dialogue-driven films. It became this uh, immediately successful Pulp Fiction, of course, and everybody wanted to do this art house slash, you know, um, low-budget, but yet it, it, it had a, some sort of, like, a decent budget project, but they were more dialogue-driven, they were dramas, and, you know, had a little bit, like, twist to the films, and then that decade in the 90s uh, wasn't as big for horror, zombies, or anything. Yeah, 90s was uh, very action-driven as far as as far as far blockbuster movies. Action and uh, some drama thrown in there. I mean, the, the only real, like, horror movie I can think of that came out of the 90s um, was Silence of the Lambs, was, was somewhere in the 90s. Am, am I correct? Um, I, I would say so, yes. And then um, Bra- Bram Stoker's Dracula is the only other, like, horror movie and like you know Bram Stoker's Dracula um the Francis Ford Coppola version was more like a an erotic drama um than it was like a horror movie which I mean Dracula in and of himself isn't so much a horror novel as it is kind of like drama with with some horror elements mm-hmm. and that was a badass film that the the Dracula Francis Francis Ford that was that was an incredible film but they're um, but yeah. So what? Why do you think zombies have be- become so popular um, as of recently? It it really is like a phenomenal craze because, like like we said, horror horror really mm-hmm. did got get toned down. Like there was a yeah, lot of yeah. big horror that, and slashers and everything in the eighties, nineties. Kind of was more like an independent scene for for horror. 
But in the 2000s and beyond, it, it really picked up again. Oh, Scream. Scream was a big franchise from the from the 90s. Yes, that's right. That's right. Scream, yeah. And I know what you did last summer, which, uh, yeah, they were pretty okay. Yeah, I looked it up. Um, Silence of the Lambs came out in 91. So, yep, 90s. Yeah. Um, so why do I think they became popular now than before then, back then? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, you know what? I, I think I think it has to do with a lot. Of it has to do with studios also, and and the the medium was um, uh, it wasn't easy access to film equipment as it started in the nineties. You know, ninety four. I was I would go like ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. As as nine as the early nineties came, it, it was very it was starting to get easier for uh, students, filmmakers, people who you know had a couple dollars, you know what I mean, but, you know, that wanted to make a film, it was easier access to get equipment, get people, and start making films. Like, we're in the 80s, you know, we were talking about action-packed films, but in the 80s, everything was actually funneled through big studios or some sort of, a, you know, decent studios that would give money. So, you know, uh, yeah, and, and then you had the people who would do ultra-low budget with the zombie films. No one was going to touch that. Nobody, you know, and there wasn't, you know, when Miramax came in, um, you know, Harvey Weinstein kind of gave the blueprint of, you know, how we're going to be able to, you know, let's not stay only here and domestically, you know, let's go to film festivals overseas, let's go watch the film, and we can actually, you know, make a offer to these filmmakers, these independent filmmakers to make a purchase, buy the film, distribute here, domestically, international, and everything, you know, he gave the blueprint, and you know, when, when early '90s, that's when they started making, you know, purchasing films overseas. And at the same time, equipment was starting to get easier. And then you had the Canon XL. You know, that was like, you know, the mother of all digital cameras that came in that early '90s. Like, wow, I could make a film and look so good that a studio or a producer or a distributor can say, "Hey, this is good quality." So I could pick up the film and I could distribute it. So as it's starting to come out, then you had the Panasonic, the VX100, and then, you know, you had it on 24, you know, progressive scanner, and it started looking like cinema. Now you talk, now you have, like, okay, we can make a film for, like, 50, 100, $150,000. And then the 2000s came and the budget started getting less and less. And people was making films for twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 now. And I think that's when people's like makeup started. You know, the you know uh, you had to get makeup artists and everything, and you'd be able to do visual effects, and everything started to look good because you was able to manipulate the picture so much. And before is what you see is what you get, and things started getting easier to do. And studios are now have no choice to say, "Hey, this film looks good. Let's pick it up." And I think the horror was always popular with the film community we every, you know it's something that we all love and even in the 80s i mean all the movies that's getting revamped i mean look john carpenter's it looks like all his films are going to be he's going to be i think he's the only filmmaker that has gotten like five or six films already in his belt that's going to be remade nobody's ever done that They're all horror films because people love that people love that back in the 80s and whatever 70s they love the horror films and they want to bring it back alive and i think that's the only genre that you know you could be able to Think about it. How many films are remakes compared to action films to horror? If you think about it, a majority, a lot of the remakes are horror films. People want to relive that fear and everything like that. And, you know, that's my kind of, you know, I could be, you know, it's my, I'm not saying I'm wrong, but I think that's why it's starting to get more popular because of the easy access of equipment and the fact that um, things could look really good on, on cinema, on the cameras now. These cameras, you know, before, you know, when you shot a movie in film, you know, uh, uh, look, if you shot on 16 millimeter, I shot, that's, you know, of course, when I began filmmaking, it was all film. Uh, I never, sh there was no such thing as a digital camera when I shot. You know, you got a roll, 400 roll film, 16 millimeter. I can still remember the price. It was between 100 and $120 for just a 400 foot roll that would just give you 10 minutes. Okay? That's crazy. And then to process it is almost equal, the same. So you're talking about a 10 minute thing to be processed, it was like 200 and $25, depending who you're going to get. And then think about it, 35 millimeters, half. It's like four minutes for, for you know, 400-foot row, and that's the same price. So it's so damn expensive. So that's my feeling of why it's become more popular. 
you know, I I want to attribute some of the uh, some of the popularity to um, kind of like if you look at the '90s, the the most popular thing I think in the '90s, as far as zombie wise went, was the video game Resident Resident Evil, and you know a lot of kids have grown up with that series, and you know I I know they made like the Resident Evil movies, but I think that a lot of kids grew up with horror video games and that has really boosted the um the sellability of horror again today as opposed to yesteryear because you know in the people that grew up in the 80s grew up with that horror stuff and they wanted to see something different in the 90s well in the 90s we grew up with something different and then you know it got to that point again where horror was you know what they wanted again and i think like you said the company saw that it was easier to make them cheaper now and there's just so much profitability and it's kind of become more of a social norm to accept the the violent side of uh, of cinema as opposed to years past it used to be oh you know your your kids messed up they're watching all these horror movies you shouldn't let them do that mm-hmm. and nowadays it's more or less embraced you know that's that's the one good yeah, thing that I can say about like the you know the the whole acceptance thing you know don't be afraid to be you um, thing that like some people just take a little too far you know you can't be offended by anything or or you have to be offended by everything you know mm-hmm. whatever however I'm saying it, it's probably coming out wrong but you know it it's okay to like horror movies and you know that's something that's come out recently you know and I think that that has really helped it because that was one of those things like a lot of other things that kind of used to get shoved under the rug by uh, by parents and you know kids in trouble. Yeah, I agree with you. Like if if you, uh, that's a question too that that people would ask me why do you think zombie films are popular? Like, you know, that is uh one one answer I would say is I think because violence has become you know much more accepted to you know especially in television everything is violent. You know, for for even back in the days, um, but yeah, I think you know, um, you know, just uh, as a, as in even music and, and film and television. I mean, dude, imagine we watch things like twenty five years ago what we see on TV. That'd be like crazy. We shut it down. The yeah. stuff the stuff on TV today would have been considered a video nasty back in the eighties. Yeah, I've got yeah. A, I've got a couple points with the zombie thing. One, I think that. When it comes to zombie films, you really don't have to pay that many professional actors because it, anybody can play a zombie, really. You just need the right makeup and to walk around like like a zombie, basically. So, yeah, I think that's part of it. Like, you look at a lot of the time period when zombie films started becoming more mainstream. Well, what else became bigger? Reality television, because you didn't have to pay professional actors. So, I think part of it, like you were saying before, was it's it really does cut down on price and everything. And I think that's a big thing. Also, they were getting popular, so it was a huge market that they that a lot of people wanted to cover. But I think the yeah. biggest thing with um, zombie films is the fact that as time went on, they start people started to realize. It wasn't just about people escaping monsters. Like you look at um, a lot of classic monster films, and like uh, Dracula and Frankenstein. And while those had like high, like bigger concepts initially, like Frankenstein about where where we go too far with science and things like that, or Dracula with um, a, with a dictator who um, basically is immoral and becomes like a demon around this area. That's was one one interpretation out of it. But basically. When it comes to zombies, it's society, it's society going through a huge change. Not only is the concept of death now not a permanence, but your family, your friends, they're, they're now your enemies. So everyone around you is now going after you. Plus, in, in a lot of the zombie things, like especially um, like The Walking Dead, society has fallen. So people have to now well, go through an entirely new world where they, they don't know what to trust. They're all their all um, safety nets and everything that we've come come um, become used to are gone. So I think people really like those concepts. And I think the zombies not only add a fear of the unknown, but they also add a what if society fell. And I think people started to realize that around the time that zombie films started to become big. It's that if half the pop, if anyone can become a zombie just by getting bitten and the dead, is rise, dead are rising, then society as we know it is, is going to be different and 
on top of the already inherent, like, what if society were to fall? Like, remember in, um, in the year 2000, everyone was afraid of that Y2K bug. They're like, oh, society as we know it, like, it's going to fall. Like, computers are going to crash and, you know, we're going to be go back to the dark ages. It's like, that's an inherent fear that we always have. And I think that zombies not only add that, but they add that dread of what's out in the darkness. And I think it's a very good combination of a lot of things that we all inherently fear. So, like, the, like people always say, should zombies be able to run? And there's a lot of interesting things to that. One, running zombies are definitely more threatening, and they're definitely scarier. But when it comes to walking zombies, you have to look at them in the face and then shoot them. It's kind of like being in, being in a war where you shoot, you're like, um, you're shoot somebody like who's up close. You have to see them as a human being. And that person could be your friend or your family member. And it's just that psychological horror in front of you. So I think that people realize that zombies could be a much bigger concept than initially uh, seen. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think it's a million dollar question, right? Uh, I mean, it, it'd be great for uh, even for a documentary to go and talk to many peoples around the world and the arts or whatever and filmmaking of why people aren't zombies. There's not one answer. And I think that's pretty, you know, that's pretty awesome. Uh, that question. Uh, you don't have, there's no one knows that answer. I mean, there's a different, there's so many, uh, um, you know, reasons why we think and why it could be, but it's still a question uh, that could be answered in so many ways. So I, I, that's that's pretty cool about that whole zombie thing. You know, the whole zombie genre is just you know every everyone has their own reasons of why they think it's popular and why they like them. Well, and you know, to go back to your point of people talking about walking and running zombies, you know, that's um that's another thing. You know, even with my my project, I've done a zombie with a shotgun. You know. Uh, you do get really hardcore fans that tell me, you know, you're a zombie. That makes no sense. You know, zombies are not supposed to hold guns. Zombies are not supposed to do that. Zombies are not supposed to talk, run. So you get a lot of these hardcore, you know, people that, you know, are so into this, you know, uh, what zombies should be, the uh, the mythology of zombies, you know. And I've had many debates of people to tell me this, you know, and it's like, you know, it is what it is. Pretty much. That's a good point. Like, I don't... I don't think with how many zombie films there have been that there really are completely set rules of what a zombie can be. The only thing is that they have to be dead and reanimated. But as far as, like, even going back to um, George Romero's, like, um, Day of the Dead, there's there a zombie shooting a guy. Like, so I don't think that there's really one set kind of um, formula for it. And George Romero explore, explores that again in Land of the Dead. Where, you know, yeah. the big daddy zombie is learning, you know, and, and the zombies are learning to use tools to, you know, use guns to do things that they used to do in life. And uh, to, that, to that whole, you know, someone who argues, oh, zombies are supposed to be this, zombies are supposed to be that, I would love to, to bring up, you know, in, in different mythologies around the world, if you look at um, the Chinese zombie, you know, they are brought back, you know, through a ritual with a... Uh, you know, a magic paper. I can't remember what those are called. And uh, zombies in, in Chinese mythology, they, yeah, t a, ma a talisman, um, they hop. They don't walk. They don't run. They hop. And then once a, a zombie from the Chinese mythology tastes human blood, they become a vampire. And they get super strength. They can, they can jump higher. They can move about more freely. But as a zombie, all they can do is hop. And it's, it's just one of those things, you know, who's to say, what is the right way for a zombie to zombie around? You know, just because one movie has portrayed this or this has been the popular thing, you know, as, as far as the running zombies go, there's, there's also the theory that, you know, as they're dead, the muscles, they stiffen up or they break down. So the fresh dead can run. The fresh dead can speak in some cases or in, you know, some, some uh, films. But as they are dead longer or as they are injured, they lose some of the capacity to do those things. And that's why they walk or they're slower or they're weaker or what have you because they are the longer dead. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I said, I, I've had so many conversations about that. You know, I've been talking about how you said that the, the, the Chinese are Asian, of how they portray zombies, and I always tell people it's different. I mean, you know, you could go to eat, eat every, uh, you know, parts of the world. Everyone has their own, you know, interpretation. But, again, you know, I still get those hardcore guys that says, you know, you're wrong, you know. It's like, you know, I, 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 I don't say anything. You know, I'm like, look, that's what you like, that's what you like. I mean, look, there, there's, like I said, I, I, there is a lot of hardcore zombie fans that just would not accept uh, what I, you know, brought out, you know, and, Whatever they, you know, whatever's out there. Yeah, it's like zombies don't run. You know what else they don't do? Exist. So it's really hard to say <laughs> that they, you're being unrealistic or something with, like, zombies. Because, like, technically, like, you can, like, I watched a documentary on, um, quote-unquote documentary on zombies. And they were able to just point out, like, um, they're trying to prove that zombies could exist in the real world. And they'd say, well, we can find ways that, you know, something can kind of be possibly reanimated with certain viruses because there are things that kind of um, put you in a state that's near death and then you kind of um, in a zombie-like state. And then, of course, there's things like rabies that'll make you more violent and things and, like, attack people. But the two really contradict each other. Like, you can't be dead and rabid together. That's scientifically impossible. But that's what's fun about it is, like, you can... People can talk as much as they want about zombies, like, the scientific explanation, but you're always going to be contradicting yourself somewhere so the whole point is point is they can't really exist so no one is really doing them wrong it's just how they choose <laughs> to have them so yeah, I, I like to think that overall zombies are supposed to be fun like it's it can like a lot of it is um you can have a lot of like deep concepts about zombies in society with it but mm-hmm. overall it's just got to be fun i think i mean i just i remember a, a movie from the sci-fi channel route 666 where a chain gang of zombies can only exist on cement. They they can't they can't move on dirt, they can't move on sand. They can only exist on cement because they were they were bulldozed by the prison guard that murdered them and buried inside the road. So, you know, they they can only exist on <laughs> cement like you know, oh, zombie, zombies can walk anywhere. Well, not these guys, you know. It's yeah, it's it's interpretation and having fun, and you know what fits what fits the plot line of your movie or your comic. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, I, like I said, you know, I always tell people, you know, you know, the people from back in the days in the old school, you know, they're stuck to you know their ways. That's okay. You know, I'm I'm old school also. You know, as sometimes you know, there's people that don't let go, and you know, it's like always you say, hey, you know, music back then is so much better than now. I mean, you know. Things are different, you know. Music is different the way it is, you know. Um, I, I, of course, growing up when you know earlier, you like that's the music you grow with, that's the music you like, and the new generation just comes in. New gener, new generation of storytelling is just different. Everything is, you know, we want things to evolve, and as we see in every single sort of, you know, art form has evolved. Of course, the music has evolved. You know, many things has evolved, and you know, and I just say, hey, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't like the music that's that we have now, but you know what? I accept it. I respect it. I'd be like, you know what? That's how you know. I grew up with that sort of music. You know, let 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 people have fun and let people do their things. You know, let people do what they like to do. As long at the end of the day, you're having fun. You know, and you're doing something different and very constructive. Definitely, I think people get too caught up in like nostalgia, and since zombie movies have been around for so long. It's like, oh well, my zombies are better than your zombies. It's like, my zombies can be yeah. your zombies. It's like, okay, yeah. like it's well, I, I mean, I think, I think Bub could kick any zombie's ass. Is that the one from Day of the Dead? From Day of the Dead, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a great film. I think he could take Big Daddy <laughs> in a heartbreak. <laughs> that's the that's the list, right? Which which is the the kick ass zombie? Uh, then there's uh, then there's Sushi Boy from uh, from Bio Zombie. I mean, oh yeah, the um, the what was it the um, it wasn't Chinese. Yeah, it was it was, it was Chinese. Um, I th- I thought it was from um, Hong Kong or something like that. Um, well, I guess Hong Kong's now. Um, well, it, 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 one time Hong Kong was in China. They spoke Cantonese dialect. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, there's there's of course Doctor Carl Hill, who um, you know could could probably rule the zombie verse. You know, if if Herbert West didn't get in the way, yeah, the hmm. animators of film. That, we forget, yeah. we're forgetting one kick as zombie. There's one other one that we think could kick everyone's ass. 
the zombie with a shotgun? No, Mr. Michael Jackson. Uh, and, you know, I tell a lot of people that I think that's the most kick-ass zombie. And, not and I even tell a lot of, a lot of people that it's, it's uh, you know, I, I always bring this up because I always say that um, it's so funny. In 1984, we saw the first time the Evolve, how a zombie had evolved, and no one took it from there and developed it. They just went right back to the old Night of the Living Dead sort of zombies. And that's one kick-ass zombie. <clears throat> you know, and everyone tends to forget that. Uh, I guess the fact that they did it so well, John Landis, and they just, they, that is like, you know, the greatest music video in history. Is, it is the first time you had music history that you had, you know, people, back dancers in the background and everything. And it's just incredible that people forget that. That, that was... That was the one kick-ass zombie video. And, and not and only... Could go, could go down as one of the greatest. Not only was Michael Jackson a zombie in the thriller video, there is a little-known movie that we love here called Inbred Redneck Evil Dead, where in order to defeat the inbred rednecks that have come back from the grave due to some demonic chance, they summon a zombie Michael Jackson to defeat the inbred rednecks. Is the ultimate zombie, really. So so yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I do I do think that is that is a very very valid point. Definitely. Zombie Michael Jackson, the 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 very easily easily forgotten. But how could you forget? King of pop and king of zombies apparently. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. You know, especially with John Landis behind the camera. Woof. Oh yeah. A great combination there. I do think it's interesting that zombies have kind of taken their places classic monsters kind of in the same thing as uh, vampires and and um, like Frankenstein and the Invisible Man and things Werewolves. like that. Werewolves and things yeah, like yeah. that. Like, and, and it's pretty interesting too, you know, vampires and zombies are sort of parallel with each other, right? Yeah. I mean, you you know, they're both walking dead, you know, they, they, they you know, they, they have, of course the vampire is more sexier and everything like that, but you both have sort of, you know, two, you know, monsters that, that are, you know, sort of moving are supposedly, you know, dead or whatever. And I think that's pretty interesting. Well, and that's why they, they tie directly to each other in specifically, to, to my knowledge, Chinese mythology. Yeah. You know, a, a vampire is the next step after being a zombie. And I'm, I'm sure there are other mythologies out there that, you know, the zombie becomes something else, you know, at one time or another. Um, that like a zombie is just the the weakest. It is the lowest tier of the undead, and it just goes up from there. Well, lots of vampire stories. Um, if the vampire bites somebody, they'll become a zombie who's now working for the vampire. Vampires are kind of like aristocratic zombies who kind of rule over <laughs> the other ones. Um, and you, there yes. there is one type of zombie that you you never do see in film, at least at least to my knowledge, and that is a lich, and that is a zombie who has magical powers um, above other zombies. They're not like a vampire or anything. They're, they're a zombie just like the others, but they have a magical power where they can control other zombies. Um, you do see some that can control other zombies, but none with like a, a magical power or like a necromancer who's a zombie. Mm-hmm. Or let's just be I think Mar- I think Marvel had a comic, right, a long time ago back in the 60s and 70s that had like a series uh, sort of like that. I forgot what was it called. Um, I know they had uh, Simon Garth zombie, but I mean he was a yeah. voodoo zombie. Um, yeah, I think there was a long time ago. It was a comic book that had sort of that, you know. Uh, but I forgot the name of it, you know. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Aren't Litz supposed to be like a uh, somebody who's able to use magic and died and came back as like a um, as basically a zombie, but like to gain like and gain certain dark powers. That's what I thought the mythology was. Um, per- perhaps, but again, it's it's something you don't really see that. I know an example of what would, I guess, be considered a lich. What? You ever see that one episode way back when of the Powerpuff Girls with the um, magician who, zombie? I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, would, like, that would be one. Technically a lich. Um, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, the, the only other one of those that I know is um, in in the TV show Z Nation. Um, you could, You might be able to say that Murphy is a lich, but... It's still not quite certain whether Murphy is actually a zombie or not, or something different entirely, um, because he can get he can you know read zombies' minds and 
you know, control them and things like that. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen, you know, the first, like, half of season one, it's been out for, like, years now. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's so much stuff to watch now these days, right? <laughs> Too much now it is. But, uh, but yeah, any, any other uh, thoughts or anything you'd like to say about, about zombies? Mm. Well, we could talk about, you know, I hear that, you know, uh, they're going to make a sequel to uh, 28 Weeks Later still. That's, um, that's been movie. like years in the making, I thought. It was supposed to be, what, 28 months later? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean, you could talk about, go for it. No, I was just saying, that's, that's one of those things. There are so many zombie movies that it's like they come out and, or zombie-like movies that come out and they say, you know, ah, oh, we're, we're going to make a sequel. And it just enters that, like, pre-production hell where it's like there's, there's a script or there's, like, one, one facet of it that's completed. And then just, like, it gets passed from company yeah. to company or it just gets put on the back burner for some reason. Yeah, I, I even heard that. I don't know if you guys remember this year, like about maybe probably four or five years ago, that Dawn of the Dead was um, was optioned by I think MTV, and MTV was supposed to do a television series of Dawn of the Dead. Was it going and, to star zombie Michael Jackson? Because that's that's the only reason MTV no, should should do they, a Dawn of the Dead is if it had a musical zombie star. <laughs> well, you know, MTV does um, um, Teen Wolf. Uh, it was very, you know, it, it was successful until I think the main actor got hit by a car, right, during the, the, one of the scenes in the film. Yeah, I think, I, I, um, what's his name? Uh, the gentleman who owns all those uh, properties uh, from Dawn of the Dead and all that stuff, even Night of the Living Dead, he optioned it. I mean, a lot of people try to option it. I guess it was the right price and everything. I think Dakota Films was going in with it also. Didn't hear anything about it. I mean, I'm not sure if it was going to be, you know, because MTV, I think, is owned by Viacom. So, I mean, I'm not sure if that was going to be on MTV channel strictly, but they have so many other channels. But I know that was something they were talking about for a while. And I was like, ah, I would like to see how they're going to do this. If they were going to do, like, New Generation or whatever they're going to do. But nothing ever came out of it. I would love to see, you know, since Viacom owns it, like, Dawn of the Dead on Nickelodeon. Like... <laughs> hey, listen, you never know. You know, that's, that's another thing, too. You know, th there should be a really kick-ass cartoon animation, zombie animation. No one's really even thought of even doing something like that. Something know, that's, that's, you know, for the hardcore fans that could come into, like, maybe at night sci-fi or, you know, one of these. That, that would be so cool, man. I mean, it's so uh, it's so zombie-ish, you know, to to see something animated. You know, you, you, could, you could do all these animated monster films, but an animated zombie thing really would work. And that's you know, like for, like, uh, for zombie fans and everything, because it's, and and when I talk about you know animated, it has to be hardcore. It has to be for the hardcore fans, you know. And I think that would be such a kick-ass thing if somebody can just put monies into it and put it into some sort of listen, even like freaking Netflix, an animated freaking zombie thing that would be kick-ass. And I would I would love to see something other than you know the the only one that I really know was. Um, uh, High School of the Dead, which was an anime, it was a twelve, a twelve or a thirteen episode series, and um, it was. I would like to see one that has a great story, and I think that's something else that has helped zombies. You know, recently is there's a lot more story going on in zombie movies. It's not just all blood and gore, and um, High School of the Dead was all. I, I want to say fan service. It was yeah. either. You know, shots of, you know, the girl's boobs, panties, or blood and gore happening. And those were the only <laughs> three things you saw on screen, like, at any given time. And uh, I would love to see something that, like, put a little more, like, thought into the writing and the dialogue. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoyed the series because there was, you know, plenty of zombie action. But uh, I, I wish there was something that was more story-driven. Um, in the zombie verse, as like an animated version, that would be really, really sweet to see. And there's just oh, yeah. so many more things you could do with an animated version, as opposed to in live action, and it would kind of make more sense or look better. You know, it was a really cool um, cartoon zombie thing. You ever see back like many years ago the uh, music video to the Gorillaz song Clint Eastwood? Oh yeah, that was yeah. awesome. 
I, I remember that, like with the zombie gorillas and everything. And it's yeah, great. As much as I do not like the movie, The Haunted World of El, El Super Bisto, part of the yeah. some, some of the best part of that movie is the zombie Nazis. It's a great film. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It definitely was. Yeah, you're right. That's funny. You're talking about zombie Nazis. I was just thinking about that a couple minutes ago. About you know talking about uh, movies that were you know. Uh, how zombies became popular and then the zombie Nazis, you know, part one and part two. Oh, dead snow. Um, dead snow. That's right. You know, that's not, right. Nazi zombies aren't a new concept either. I mean, in the eighties you had Oasis of the dead. Um, and then, Oh, there's another one. Oh, uh, seven, was it 78, 79? You had a, a movie called shock waves, which was about yes, zombie yes. Nazis uh, from a submarine. And those, yes. those zombie Nazis, they were immortal, just like the the zombies from uh, Return of the Living Dead. Like you just you just yeah. couldn't kill them, unless you took off their sunglasses yeah. and their eyes saw the sun. Which I mean, that's almost as ridiculous as the uh, the movie Homecoming, uh, where zombies come back to life to vote. Um, you can't stop <laughs> them unless you let them vote for the president of the United States. Zombies wearing oh sunscreen yes. for like. Or no, vampires wearing sunscreen, like in um, fucking in, in Blade. <laughs> Blade. What what other kind of ridiculous zombies have there been out there? I mean, you've got zombies that die by voting, zombies that die by their eyes seeing the sun. Um, I know there there was a movie called The Pit in the eighties where uh, they they were zombies, but they could only be killed with holy water or by the nun, the the crazy nun in the mental oh my mental god, institution. You're right? Yes. Um. And then I think they got like all the the mental patients to like pray or something at the end, and that's how they killed all the zombies. Like, yes. Right yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Such a long yeah. But yeah, there's just, there's just so many ridiculous things that have done. With yeah, zombies. to keep on thinking, you see so many uh, versions and so many you know even small sneak uh, zombie uh, you know tributes or whatever you want to call it. It's uh, there's so many things. It's just how the zombie genre you know it's become almost like its own genre because you know even when people say you know the horror genre they would tell me the zombie genre and that's how big it's as that it has its own little genre you know so it's pretty become so um massive there's even a um a children's book series um now it's meant for older children i think it says like ages 8 to 13 or something in the book i still read it i don't care i'm a giant child um <laughs> by by john clope for um called the zombie chasers and it is, yeah. it's it's a zombie series that's meant for children. Even that, like when we were talking about like, ch- like a an animated a zombie cartoon. I even thought you know that could be a you know a zombie cartoon that I could actually see coming on like Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network, like legitimately. Um, it's a fun little series, uh, but in that series, zombies are killed by using ginkgo biloba, which is you know a, a vitamin supplement that supposedly helps your memory, oh, like. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I got Yeah, I, I I've seen it online a lot. But I have I've never read any sort of description or synopsis of it, but I do see it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's about I'm, these middle schoolers who uh, their uh, their their town gets turned into zombies because of the new fast food chain, um, Wiener Burger, or, or I think it's Wiener Wiener Dog, or, or Burger Burger Dog. That's it. Where uh, they they have burgers that are shaped like hot dogs. But of course, they're infected with the zombie virus, so everyone that eats a burger dog becomes a zombie. Of course. So you know these like, you know, twelve and thirteen year old boys and girls have to save I'm the surp- world. I'm surprised they didn't do the film on that yet. You know, such a big following it has. I see it online. It's only a matter of time before it becomes uh, an animated series. <laughs> yeah, there's You're just, right. There's just so many, so many fun ways. Oh, Hood of the Dead. I forgot about that movie where. Uh, you kill zombies by by destroying the heart because the zombie virus is being pumped by the heart. It's not the brain in that movie. Same guys. Mm, never saw a, that one. Same same guys went on to make a vampire movie called The Damned, which still required you to stab things in the heart. <laughs> Pretty much, so it's mm. kind of like a combination of vampire zombie. Like. Yeah. Man, I've seen so many zombie movies that I've forgotten like how many I've seen. Yeah, after one, yeah, you just you reminded me of, of a couple of them. Like, wow, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, I feel like they kind of run together after a while. It's like they're all just one giant zombie movie. I mean, they just kind of shamble together in one horde. Yeah, 
Like, even sometimes when you even look at, you know, John Carpenter's Fog, you know, they were sort of like kind of zombies coming back, you know, it was just coming back for their, you know, their gold or whatever, their treasure, you know, and they had some sort of feel to it. Pretty much. Never really got to know what they were. They were they were pirates, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they were pirates, but were they like you know they they were living dead pirates. We we do know though that they were not a Q-tip, a comb, and a tissue, and a, a movie flashlight. projector, yeah. a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. so so there you say it again. I'm sorry, I missed that. Oh, it was, it was a it was a little little South Park joke. Um, yeah, it wasn't really uh, into uh, South Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, There's <laughs> another thing I forgot about Pink Eye. Oh yeah, there, there's an episode of South Park where um, they get pi- they people start becoming zombies. They're like, oh, you've got a bad case of Pink Eye, so, and they they became zombies because during the autopsy of of a dead person, um, Worcestershire sauce that was, was, it. was poured into stuff. the. Uh, Poured into them instead of embalming fluid. And there's a warning on the um, Worcestershire sauce: do not, do not use near um, your near a dead body because it will reanimate them. It was that was a good one. Yeah, but that's the thing. I did, really, I did hear a bit about that. Yeah, that's a classic Halloween. Episode. Which which brings up another point of um, something that happens a lot with zombies or has happened in the past, where it's one of those you kill the main one. You kill the originator, and the others will recover, which is something you see a lot more with vampires than zombies. But um, yeah, it's it's been used, you know, several times. Yeah, there's like a main, like one that kind of controls all of them. Yeah, definitely a lot with that. Like, I all I have to say is, in most zombie movies, I've noticed you gotta be really stupid to get bitten by a zombie. Because most of them don't run, they're they can't think very well, and you can just push them away. So that's one yeah, thing. Yeah, like. I, I I always thought the same thing too. I always say to myself, how the hell? Like if, even if you had like a if you had like a big you live in town and you get all these guys and say, okay, listen, we're gonna lure all the zombies here and just we're gonna take care of them. I, I mean, I always feel like that. It's like, dude, how can you not take care of that? I mean, you know. Lower them to a freaking huge stadium or whatever. One big entrance. Everyone is there and just pop each one of them. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes in The Walking Dead, the, the comic book and the movie, where the zombies are coming into the town and, you know, Rick Rick goes out and starts axing them. And, you know, the, the town just kind of joins in and they, they, you know, defeat this zombie horde hand-to-hand, and nobody dies. Like, nobody actually got bitten through that whole thing. And that's, you know, one of those things that, you know, that makes absolute sense. Like, if you just get them, like, you know, take them on one at a time, have them come through a small opening, and just, you know, person after person, you know, you take your turn, take one down, next person, take one down, you know. It's kind of like the 300 situation. You just funnel them. And yet somehow society fell to these things. Like, the entire military couldn't figure out how to do it. Any world military. But, like, these guys, like, they figured it out in, like, a little while. It's like, come on, people. Are we At that point, you just kind of deserve to get taken over by the living dead. I mean, if you're that incompetent where you're just like, oh, man, he's coming to life. Let me hold my hand out in front of his mouth. Like, I hope nothing bad happens. Like, yeah, you, you deserve it at well, that and, point. And that comes to, like, one of the iconic lines, I think, from, from Day of the Dead, which is, you know, we should just shoot them all. We don't have enough bullets left to shoot them all. Like, or however he says it. Yeah. But uh, any any final final thoughts or final words on zombies, Hilton? No, I think we covered uh, a lot of it. Well, before we go, would you like to? Um, I know we had you on the show once before, but what, would you like to talk about your um, zombie with a shotgun a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, since the last time I've uh, been on your show, um, as you can see, we've um, finally launched. Uh, uh, this, the comic um, has finally got picked up. Um, we're going to uh, we started a, uh, a pre-order of a, a page for anybody who's interested in picking up the comic. 
Uh, it's been doing really well. It's, it's received very well with a lot of people, of course, as into the zombie genre, horror genre, just into the zombie with a shotgun. Um, we're still in the phase of editing. Um, there looks like there's a uh, possibility there may be an extra scene that may be shot for the film to add in. Um, but as everything is going well, um, we schedule, hopefully, you know, we, we had put that May would be the month that we would have the film ready. And it looks like we're, we're going to hit it. I mean, you know, there's always some sort of little setbacks, you know, and that always comes to the, you know, the sound design and, you know, how can we create more, you know, the sound, fix the sound more, visual effects and stuff like that. So we're soon going to get to that sort of, uh, uh, phase where, you know, we have to get the sounds and, you know, you know, the whole fun stuff, you know, uh, get the right music for it, you know, right sound mix, you know, right effects, right visual effects, right titles, right gradation, you know, all those things, all those fun stuff. So, uh, so far so good. I know, I mean, as a, and I appreciate a lot of the people, a lot of the support that we had for the, for the film, um, you know, I, I think it's pretty amazing journey from where it starts started and where it is now, uh, especially for the fact that, you know, we started a campaign and we ended the campaign of last year, July. And as soon as that campaign was done, we immediately took one month after that campaign was done to shoot the project, which is pretty unheard of. You know, a lot of these campaigns, they take a while, you know, they take more than a few months, you know, sometimes six months, seven months, many times a year to start production. Um, I, I felt that the best way to do it was to do it immediately. You know, there was just no time to wait, uh, especially we were in the summer. I felt like when we get into September, you know, everyone's going back to school and that, and then October comes, and then you shoot, then the holidays came right away, you know, November and December. So I was like, no, we need to do it now because once we get into that, you know, territory of September and then you got November, forget about it. So... I'm really happy how what what we've done, you know, with 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 everybody, the crew members and everybody, the actors. We did, you know, uh, well, a good job, and um, and that's where we're at right now. I mean, we look like we're in schedule for it May, you know, maybe June, but uh, it's looking good, you know, with the comic, with the film, um, and hopefully from there we'll see when the film is completed and done how it gets received and if there is possibility for a sequel or something else more on the works for, you know, zombie with a shotgun, but the comic book is here and we feel like that is something that will always stay for now and hopefully for a very long time. Now, where can we follow you zombie with and zombie with a shotgun and uh, where is the comic going to be available? And when the film comes out, where will we be able to see that or find that at? Okay, you can, uh, a lot of people who don't, have never heard of Zombie with a Shotgun, you know, I always tell them to, the best thing is to Google Zombie with a Shotgun, and you're able to see all the stuff that's on it. You can see the progress of what it, you know, you can read all about it. Um, you could go to zombiewithashotgun.com, you get to see the stuff that what's going on. If you want to go on Twitter, you can hit me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, t Tumblr, everything. You just uh, search, put Zombie with a Shotgun. Um, I'm usually giving updates on a daily basis on Twitter account. So that's something that if somebody really wants to know about what's really going on on a daily basis, that's somewhere you can find me. The comic is going to be released um, sometime in June. Uh, June. It looks like June 28th is where the publishers uh, had put it out to be released. Um, there's a possibility that it may release it a little bit earlier. They, they say that it's uh, there's a big, uh, uh, you know, the fan base is really turning out very well for it. Um, once the film is done, we definitely would like to um, have uh, possibly, not possibly, we would like to have a screening uh, in New York, definitely, because, you know, this is my my hometown. And <clears throat> if, if there's any sort of theater release, it would be definitely here in New York. We're not sure L.A., depending on what distributor wants to pick it up. But we're definitely going to go be streaming um, international, of course. That's you know that doesn't matter, but whatever you know. But uh, we definitely like to start streaming, and we will be pitching it to all the outlets, such as you know, of course, the usual suspects: Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and see from there. I mean, if uh, there's already a lot of interest from a lot of the distributors, a lot of the main companies that I've mentioned, there's a lot of interest. They they're just waiting for the film to be done. 
and see how it's received and where it's from there. You know, that's what it basically it's all about. It's all about the finished product. And if it's something that's very satisfactory, something that's very good or whatever, you know, there's a, um, a big chance that you'll be able to see it in all those outlets. But the film will definitely be streaming somewhere, uh, someplace. We just need to figure that out once the film is done and see who is uh, the best um, party that will be able to give the best uh, possible um, release for the film. Well, we're glad to hear things are going so well and things are running sound, it's like uh, on schedule and everything. It's wonderful to hear. A lot to look forward yes, to. Yes, thank you. So there you have it, B-Movie fans. Until next time, be brave, be alive, be back for more. I don't want to eat this pool. I'm seeing the room. I'm seeing the room.